With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VTW, void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Hello and welcome to Monday Night's Rangers Rabble podcast with me, your host, Robert. Uh, I'm joined by a front two that would give Mark Haitley and Alan McCoy on for the money. It's Wilf and Mark. How are we doing tonight, boys? All good, buddy. Smashing to listen. It's a massive week for us. It's a massive week for the football club. We're all gearing towards Sunday. Um, I think there's three or four shows for us leading up to Sunday, so it's going to be action-packed. Get in the comments, like, share, subscribe, the usual. Uh, before we go any further, I do need to have a wee quick word for the sponsors. Uh, the link for our sponsor, Kitbag, is in the description below. Today, you can get 30% off in the Beat the Clock sale. Uh, just use the code BAG30 at the checkout. Uh, Rangers home shirt and fourth kits, 30 quid for an adult, uh, and the home and away for children, £25. So, absolute bargain there. Uh, obviously, it helps support uh, the podcast as well, helps us make future content. So, really do hit the link, treat yourself, uh, and get yourself a shirt today. Um, but moving on to the content for tonight's, tonight's pod, we are going to start off with the Hall of Fame. Um, much debate about the guys who got inducted, but Wilf, you were there. Uh, so I'm going to come to you first. Give us a bit of an idea about how these nights go. Right, well, I was, I was, as you say, Robert. I was, I was lucky enough to be there last night. Um, first of all, the, obviously, it's the first main event in New Edmonton House. It was the kind of opening gala dinner uh, with the Hall of Fame tacked on at the end. Um, it was very, very good. Actually, it was really good. I mean, some of the table service for the meal wasn't particularly great, but you get that in. You know, venues have been going an awful lot longer than the new Edmonton House, and they're lying that out. It's just the sort of thing you get when you're feeding that many people at the same time. I mean, I've been in, I've been at functions in massive hotels that've been doing it for for decades. That can that kind of get it really slick. So, you know, no, it certainly wasn't VIP CGM. It cost me a bloody fortune. But uh, no, it was it was a very very good. Night. They looked after they looked after the smashing. Um, the food was fantastic. 
Then one of these Michelin star chef guys in doing the food. It was really good. I don't know what the dessert was like because it's it was chocolate and orange tort. I don't do chocolate cakes. So my missus had two of them, so she said it was nice though. So, but um, yeah, really well put together night. Uh, loads and loads of um, you know Rangers people there. Obviously, the first team were all there. Loads and loads of the staff behind the scenes that you don't really see, which great because they deserve it. They've all worked really hard on the project, you know. Uh, lots of the sponsors there as well. I don't think the actual I mean, the tickets went on sale to Emerson House, people that bought the Emerson House package first and sold out in minutes because there wasn't that many actual available for them. I said I was lucky enough to get one. Um but I mean the meal the meal was the meal was excellent. Thanks very much, Batch. Some man. Um the meal was the meal was excellent. The entertainment was good. Um the the Hall of Fame itself the ceremony was really good. It was all hosted by Emma Dodds. Uh, Emma, Emma's, Emma's great at these things. Auction was done by Tom Miller. Tom's brilliant at that. Um, they, made, they made a good few quid for charity with the five auction items. The raffle must have pulled in a pretty penny as well. They actually did the raffle probably quite sensibly for the way, for the amount of people that was there. They didn't actually stand on stage with a bowl and pull envelopes out. They must have basically did it behind the scenes and then walked around the table saying, right, because... You know, it was money in an envelope. You put your name and your table number on the envelope. And they just came around with the prizes. They went, you've won in the raffle. You've won in the raffle. Rather than standing there going, you know, table six, Robert, you're like, oh, you're up for your up for a drink. You haven't a clue what they're saying to you. You know, so that, I thought that was quite a clever way of doing it. You know, I thought it was quite a good way of doing it. Uh, on, to the, on to the Hall of Fame, which is, I don't know what you really want me to talk about. Um, first of all, before I start my, my bit about the Hall of Fame, if you boys want to go make a coffee, I'll still be here when you come back. Um... First of all, the three inductees, uh, Alan McGregor, Stephen Davis and James Tavernier, they all deserve to be in the Hall of Fame by the criteria that currently is in the Hall of Fame. Them being in it doesn't devalue it in any way by the criteria set out for it when it started in 1999. So let's get that straight off the bat. I've got no problem with them becoming members of the Hall of Fame. What I personally have a problem with, and this won't get down too well with a lot of people, right? they shouldn't be inducted while they're still playing. For me, particularly while they're still playing with Rangers, I just think that's wrong. Uh, it's not as if they were using these guys getting inducted to sell the tickets because, as I say, it sold out in minutes. You know, um, they all deserve to be there. For I mean, I mean, look at look at Tav, 90, 95 goals, and he's a right back. You know, Stephen Stephen Davis, wonderful football player, done two European finals with Rangers. Alan McGregor, we'd have done two European finals, but for an injury, but for an injury in two thousand and eight. You know, amount of shout-outs the guy's had, the saves he's made. They all deserve to be there. But personally, I'd have preferred if they'd waited till they weren't playing, which for two of them probably won't be very long. You know, because there, there is other players that they could have inducted. The, the, the thing I found really, really strange, the first Hall of Fame inductee was Alan McGregor. He was given his award by Chris Boyd, who isn't in the Hall of Fame. Now, I thought because Boydie's there, Boydie was going to get inducted last night. Because, you know, I mean, the guys get the, the Premier League goal scoring record as a Rangers player. You know, Chris Boyd splits opinion because of a lot of stuff he does in telly and things like that. But I wouldn't have a problem with him being inducted into the Hall of Fame. It must have been quite strange for him, you know, to be there doing all that and he wasn't getting inducted. You know, uh, there's, there's other former players they could have done. Because the thing that that struck me when I was driving back up the road last night was they've inducted three current players. So if they do this again in two years' time, 
there'll be nobody in the current squad they can induct, so they'll have to go back to the guys they probably should have done now. You know, in two years' time, they could have done McGregor because he won't still be playing by then, right? And Davis will probably be retired as well. So they could have, they could have kicked that back two years, you know? So if you're looking two years forward, you're probably talking about guys, for me, personally, guys like David Robertson, six league titles with Rangers. I think three Scottish Cups, three League Cups from memory. Something like that. So about a dozen, a dozen trophies with Rangers, right? David Robertson should be in the, for me, should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, guys like Stuart, Stuart Monroe. Robert, you're far too young to remember Stuart Monroe. But say Stuart Monroe from Alawa for a pittance, about 50 grand or something like that. Uh, left back. And he played, he played, he played in a pretty poor Rangers team. Then as soon as he came in, I'm getting, I'm getting to Lee Wallace, Carly. Um, and then soon as he came in, as soon as he tried to get rid of Stuart Monroe, he tried to replace him. He brought in guys like Jan Bartram, all sorts of people to try and replace him. Stuart Monroe was still there. He was, he was at Rangers a long time, so he's got the longevity. You know, I think somebody like him, um, as Carly as Carl said, Lee Wallace, the thing that would stop Lee Wallace going is the way he left the club, but that was under, that was under a different regime. That was under the... The crooks, so I don't get us into trouble, you know. So I would have thought somebody like somebody like Lee Wallace would probably be a shoe in. Now, the longer the, the longer they leave it to put these guys in, the less people will remember who they are. You know, if you if you say you deducted those three last night, most people would be able to know who they are. And then in two years' time, you maybe you maybe go to McGregor and Davis because they're both retired. Everybody knows who they are; they're fresh in the memory. And then three or four years down the line from that, you get two hundred goals for Rangers, James Tavernier into the Hall of Fame because by that time he'll have 200 goals you know I've got no problem with any of the three of them being in I just don't think current players should be in it but as an event it was really really good and if anybody ever gets a chance to go to one of these in the future I would certainly take advantage of it and I actually think with the whole thing the fact that it was the gala opening of New Edmiston House and the Hall of Fame dinner I think James Bisgrove missed, missed a trick here because he would have sold the place out twice you could have sold it out as a gala dinner for the opening of the new facility. And then later on in the month and a couple of months time, whatever, you could have sold out a Hall of Fame dinner. You know what I mean? So they could have made themselves double bubble, if you like. But that's that's up to them. That's how, that's how they chose to do it. It might have been down to availability or whatever. I don't know. But um, yes, Alberts is already in at CGM. So he's not going to go on. So, and as Gallant the Pioneer says, I'll let others talk. So, Robert, I'll throw it back to you. <laughs> well, so no, I'm, I'm it, was, it, was the, it was the first uh, the first inductee since 2014, I believe. Uh, Rickson, McCulloch, and Nacho Novo on that night. So, Mark, the three that have gone in last night, obviously, much debate about the, 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 the current captain. Um, that's what I've seen on social media today. But tell me, from, from your point of view, are those three guys worthy they getting into the Hall of Fame? Yes, a hundred percent. And all I'm going to say is that um, you can't hide money, eh, Wolf. You got you got a ticket in the baller, eh? Hundreds, hundreds of pounds, man. Loaded, absolutely loaded. Everybody says I'm. Everybody says I'm loaded, but Wolf just blew me out of the water. I couldn't get one for loving their money. Have you not got the bill for that yet, Mark? <laughs> no, no, no yet, no yet. Just send it my way, mate. I'll sort you. Don't you it's worry. On, about it's that. on its way already. It's on its way already. <laughs> Back, back to your question, in all seriousness, yeah, I, I think that probably all three very, very deserving of, of this great, great honour. Um, for me, McGregor, 
probably for a generation is the best keeper that, that Rangers have had. And probably there's an argument there to say, is he the best that's ever been? Um that that's maybe an argument for another um for another day. But especially the likes of yourself, Robert, can I a wee bit younger than than um, myself and, and Wolf. He's probably the best you have ever seen, to be perfectly honest. As I said, servant for the club. I think he said it in his interview that he'd been there since he was 11 or 12. Um, great servant for the club. Knows exactly what Rangers is all about. Absolutely uh, bleeds bleeds blue. And he, he's, he's 100% one of our own. So, for me, 100% deserving. Um Absolutely fantastic player, absolutely fantastic servant. We said, kind of, we talked about probably. I mean, we've let's face it, we've kicked this goalkeeper thing to death over this season, and and we kind of, I said it at the start of the season that we kind of made a rod for our own back because we signed him for another year. Now, the problem is that he is that good, even at forty one now, he's still the best goal at the club. Even though he's on the decline, he is still the best goal at the club. I don't care what MD says. So, for me, yes, absolute fantastic servant. Absolute legend of the game. Very, very deserving um, to, to get a great honour like this. Um, so, yeah, brilliant, absolute brilliant, Al McGregor. Davis, same again. Two spells at the club. Won numerous trophies with the club. Um... Boyhood fan, another one, please blue. Um, grew up supporting the club. Um, had that dream come true. It came is he um he played for the club that he supported. He had two stints at it as well, and and he's he's been absolutely fantastic in both stints. Absolutely fantastic. Ripe old age as well. Same again with him. Probably another another maybe a year too too long as far as I'm concerned, but. Can he take anything away? What a fantastic player. What a fantastic guy as well. As I said, absolute gem. Very much deserving. As I said, another one that's one of our own. Now, Tav. For me, for me, Tav in here is, is a legend, as far as I'm concerned. And I know that word gets brandished about quite a lot. And I'm going to tell you for why. For me, Tav in here came to us when we were in lower league. He came here with not a lot of money. He came here to kickstart his career. Now, I probably Tav had heard of us when he came, hence the reason why he came to Rangers. Um, he's fought tooth and nail. He's come up with us. He's come through the, the, the probably the last part of the journey. He's went through the league undefeated. Won his 55, probably were, were, probably were most monumental title that we've probably won in our history for many, many different reasons. So you add that to the fact that he's took his captain is to a, a European final. The man whose numbers are exceptional for anybody, let alone a right back. Exceptional. He finished that season, I'm 100% sure, I mean, somebody will correct me if I'm wrong, I'm 100% sure he's finished that season as top goal scorer in Europa League. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I think from right back. From right back, yeah. 
and we've still got guys in the stand. Effing blinding. He's rotten. He's never a captain. Get him off. It blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind. This boy has realised and came to love this club. He's realised and knows exactly what our club is all about. He knows the standards. He knows the traditions. He knows exactly how the fans feel. He's felt every single emotion that we've felt over the years. Absolutely every single emotion that we he's went through the, the ringer with us. He's seen the, the absolute massive highs ways. He's come through from low leagues, as I said. For me, this guy deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I think that probably a lot of us, I don't know, it's just a fickle Rangers fan thing, a lot of us are not going to realise how good Tav is until he's gone and we've no got him and we try and replace him. Try and replace his goals, his work rate. I know he doesn't shout and ball at people. I know he doesn't scream and shout at players and fire into tackles and kick people and do you know what I mean? He's no he's no that type of aggression and he's no that type of captain. But he leads by example. And do you know what? He's probably the first to put his hand up and say, I wasn't playing well or I didn't get out and it was my fault. But that for me is a captain. That for me is a captain that leads by example. Nobody's ever going to be sh- shit hot every week, week in, week out. Nobody's. It's impossible. But he takes his punches, takes his licks and pulls his socks up and goes out and tries and does his best every week. So for me, very, very deserving for the Hall of Fame. Going to uh, Wolf's point, Wolf um, with a point of, I, t- I take that on board, the fact that he's he, he should maybe be getting inducted into the Hall of Fame when when he's um, when he's retired or when he's no longer at the club. I get that. But to me, I think it's probably a fitting time to pay tribute to Tav. To say he's been here, what, eight years? Nearly nine years? Um, his life's in Scotland. His heart's in Rangers. As I said, and we're not going to know how good this boy is or not realise how good this boy is until he goes. As I said, no everybody's going to be brilliant week in, week out. But this guy's special, as I said, and he's another one that maybe never bled blue when he came in. But I tell you what, it bleeds blue now. It'll leave the, bleeding blue. Mark, the, 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 the major difference I would highlight between the three inductees, the two in particular, McGregor and Davis, compared to the captain, is the trophy hall. So, so to play devil's advocate here, Wilf, how much does it matter with their medals around your neck before you're getting inducted into the Hall of Fame? To me, it really matters. But as I said during my diatribe earlier, he fits the, the current because there's about four or five different categories. One of them is trophy hall. One of them is length of service. Uh, one of them's obviously contribution to the club. He's got the he's got the length of service. He's got the contribution with all the goals that he scored. My biggest my biggest reason for saying he should wait until he's finished is I think he's got a lot more trophies left in him. I mean, at the moment, in the, in the time he's been here, he's lifted two trophies. He's lifted another one on Sunday. That'll be three. You know, and he's, there's a lot, a lot more way, for, a long, long way for him to go. You know, he's got a lot more trophies to win. You know, and I've just got a thing that it doesn't matter who it is if he's still playing for the club. I don't think Lee McCullough should have been inducted eight years ago because he was still playing. I would certainly, have been, I would certainly, I would no problem with him being in it. 
But he's the, he should have been inducted last night. He shouldn't have been inducted previously because he was still playing for the club at the time. That's just me. I'm an old man that shouts at clouds. You know, I just think that you know, there's as I said, there's there's other there's other players who could who could have been inducted before them. Doesn't mean that the, that the three guys aren't worthy. I agree with everything Mark said. The three of them are completely worthy recipients of the the honour they got last night. They were all really humbled by it as well. I mean, it's the the least animated I've ever heard an Alan McGregor interview. You know, he was so. Sober. I mean, they even sat him down and went. They, they even sat him down and went. Uh, Clive tells he was talking to him and he said, uh, "We all love an Alan McGregor interview." And we got and we didn't get anything that you would expect McGregor to say. It was all very serious. Very. He was humbled. He was absolutely humbled by it. Uh, Hatton handed an interview with him, which I listened to earlier on, and you can tell the guy's absolutely humbled by it. You know, and he thoroughly deserves it. Um. I disagree slightly with Mark about him being the best goalkeeper we've ever had, but that's that's good. That's another story for another day. Uh, but yeah, like you say, they all they all deserve. I've just got this thing about them getting in while they're still playing for the club. Certainly, McGregor. I think he's the he'll be ever refreshed in the club system at the minute for the the most European appearances, right? Um, so he's he's got that nailed on. Mark, I'm going to give you the final word on this. Um, just on the, the trophy hall itself, because I think it does play a massive part. I was shocked when I was looking at it earlier. Steve Davis has got more titles uh, than Alan McGregor. I think Davis has got four, McGregor's got three. So I was, I was shocked by that. I thought McGregor would have had a wee bit more. But obviously, Tavernier, only the two cups to his name. Jinky Daly needs to go and try and win another two this season. Oh, no, 100%. I agree with that. I agree with the, 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 the more trophies um, part of that argument as well. Yeah, 100% agree. But I'm looking at the man. I'm not looking at the team. I'm looking at the man, and and for me, yes, as a as a captain, you're obviously you're you're going to be um you're going to be kind of measured on the amount of trophies that you that you win. But look at where we've been. Look at the journey that we've came on. So let's be realistic here. It's no it's not been easy. It's not been easy at all. So as I said. All right, well, there's maybe a couple there that we, we we maybe let slip away and stuff like that, but he's not really had that many opportunities to, to go and win. All right, Scottish Cups, League Cups, yes, I, I 100% agree, but League titles, personally, I, I think that um, there's maybe one or two that got away, but I, I, I do understand and I do think that he will win more trophies as a Rangers captain in the future, 100%, especially under Beal. And especially starting on Sunday. Oh, Alison, I hope you're, you're right. Just uh, we'll move on slightly away from the Hall of Fame and touch on Saturday's trip to the Spaghetti Head. Well, if you were there, you were very complimentary and sorted me out a couple of tickets. So I was grateful for that. But um, how did you feel coming away from the stadium at the end? What was your overall riding feeling of the match? Rangers won. I was happy. That's that's top bottom line. That's all that matters. Um, we were never really in any danger at all at any point during the game. I mean, I don't, I don't think McGregor had an awful lot to do. I thought Stephen Kelly missed an absolute sitter in the sec, in the in the second half, just in front of me. He should have, he should have buried that, and it was still one nothing at the time, I think. So that could have caused us an issue. It was during the game. I'm thinking we need the second goal. Once we got the second goal, it was, the game was done. There was no never never any issue in it. We actually played quite well. It was. The first time that that team had played together as a team with all the with that with that personnel, they did okay. There was a few decent, few good performances. 
nice to see Bailey Rice getting a getting a shout to me. Sixty year old laddie came on, didn't do anything wrong, you know. But that's what we're not doing enough of is putting teams away, going three goals up, and you know, giving some of the the younger players a taste of what it, what it means to play in the first team, which also gives the experienced players a bit of a bit of time off. You know, it gives them it gives them like for example the Partick Thistle game. I'm sure there was no intention to play asking for eighty eight minutes, but the way the game went, they had to. Whereas if we put the game put the game to bed by half time, you take him off, you rest him up. Then he's not a doubt for Livingston because he was a doubt for Livingston due to you know the the fatigue issue. But no, I think Livingston came out of the ground very very happy. Uh, got very very wet because it was horrible horrible conditions, which I think actually actually benefited us because those sort of plastic pitches, uh, Livingston and Kilmarnock can be playing them. They, they never water them, so you can't zip the ball about. Well, Livingston didn't really have the choice of Saturday because of the torrential rain, as as you're well aware, Robert. You know, um, your hair gel was dripping all over the place. You know what I mean? It was, I had the hat know. on. I had the hat on on Saturday. Um, it, was, it was dripping out the hat. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mark. Listen, the manager said afterwards it was a. I think his words were a. It was a, a patched up squad. I mean, when you see the the team lineup and that bench, what, what were you thinking when, when the game kicked off? Do you know what I thought? I thought the 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 lineup. We were going to be good enough to bring home three points. I, I've said it. I said it in a, a couple, of, couple of pods previously. Under um, Bill, I, I feel fairly confident that we are going to come away with three points. Um, not overly confident we're going to be playing three free, free flowing football, and we're going to pace teams five and six nothing. But I'm pretty confident mentality wise that we were going to come away with three points and three nil at the end up. It's pretty convincing. So, as I said, I thought we were good enough. I know he said patchwork, but I thought that the squad were more than more than capable of uh, going and getting three points there easily. And we controlled it. Um, I I was working, so I've had to look back at the game and seen bits and bobs and highlights. And and although, obviously, we, we huffed and puffed a wee bit in the first half, I think that we, we, we weren't really bother, uh, bothered by them, really. I think that um, we were very, very comfortable, and I, and I think that we kind of upped upped a gear slightly in the second half and and done what we needed to do. It was quite a professional performance, with probably, let's face it, everybody's eye probably in the next game. So, I think that the best thing to say is three points on up the road. Literally, aye, that's how I would sum up three points up the road. Just, just before we go anywhere, John's wet his pants about his hacket t-shirt. I'm well. I. I <laughs> I can't really remember where I got it, John. I, I bought it was online somewhere, and I seen them and they had three different colours, and I bought the three of them. I'll try and remember, and if I remember, I'll get in touch with you and I'll tell you where it was. But it was definitely online. Can I remember? <laughs> there you go, Delboyhackettops dot com. No, so I, I was saying there. I didn't think we sort of we blew them away. The captain stepped up, Julie. I thought the penalty was definitely a penalty, Wolf. Um, the manager said, it's one you get with VAR, you don't get it if VAR's not there. Yeah, we were all kind of puzzled as to as to um, what, it, what it was given for. I actually, I actually thought that it was maybe because the defender stopped Morelos from jumping. I just couldn't, because from where I was, I couldn't really see. I was right in that corner. I couldn't really see what it was, but I was speaking to a friend of mine at half time who was right in the very front row at the corner. And uh, he said it looked like somebody pulled his jersey. So, I mean, when you see it, when you see it back, the only thing that mystifies me is why it took VAR so long to see it, the referee going to look at it. 
because I mean it was blatant. It was I mean the the defender that, that pulled his shirt is very lucky that his mate actually got got a touch of the ball because if he didn't he was off. He didn't he was stopping the goal scoring opportunity, but his mate had put the ball away, so the ball had gone, which make it it was a daft decision to pull his jersey. But I mean it's a penalty all day with a, with with our why it took them so long is another question. Just, just on on Morelos, Wilf, I, I mean, I thought he had a, a poor game, to be honest. There was one second half, he was on the right-hand side, squares it into the livid player in the centre circle, um, almost like a blind pass. I don't think Morelos has done enough to secure his jersey for Sunday, but what do you think will be the, 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 the overall riding feeling within the management group that Morelos starting on Sunday? I think Morella starts on Sunday if he's fit, purely purely because he noises him up. They're scared. They're scared. I think they're scared of Morellas because he's so that they, if you put Cholak in, Cholak stays within the eighteen yard box. He's quite easy to mark with, with decent defenders, and they've got, they've got decent. Much as we don't like them, they've got decent defenders. So Cholak's quite easy to keep an eye on. Morellas is all over the place. He's a pest. You know what I mean? I mean he's. My my daughter commented on Saturday that she's never seen she's not really, uh, never seen Morelos out so wide with Kent in the middle because they were swapping all the time. You know the front the front three the way that Michael Beale plays it, the front three seem to have license to swap about. So Cholak doesn't do that the same. Cholak kind of sits around the box, but more of which which is what you'd expect your number nine to do. But Morelos is a pest. Morelos will noise them up, and they'll try and noise him up as well. So as long as he doesn't react, as long as he's got his got his cool head on. He'll cause them more problems than they'll cause him. And I think, as that comment there said, Morelos is 100% a starter on Sunday. Mark, I'm, I'm with a couple of guys in the, the comments here. CGM and uh, uh, off, off a hill. Um, what about starting Kemal Roof? He came on, had a good impact in the game, got his goal, looked sharp. What do you think? I think Roof looks looked really, really sharp. Um, I don't know why, because he's not kicked a ball, to be perfectly honest with you. Um I don't know, but it does. It looks very, very sharp. And I've said it I'm, till I'm blue in the face. Kemar Roof is the best striker at the club. 110% he is the best striker at the club. Mm-hmm. He's the best finisher. He's the most intelligent. He's got the best movement. As I said, finishing as well. Finishing outstanding. So for me, the only problem with Roof is you can't keep him fit. So see if you can keep Roof fit by some act of God, then... With a run of games, Roof is first first start, first pick for me every every day of the week. Um I love I love Alfie and I love Cholak. But as I said, it's not, we're no we're no telling any lies. Roof is definitely the best striker at the club. They, they all bring something different is what is what I like. That that Cholak's an out and out goal scorer. Cholak, you give him half a chance, bum he'll put it away. Morelos maybe takes three chances, but he'll then put one away. But Morelos is the type that, if any of you's played the game, he was a guy that nipped you all the time, stood on your toes. Do you know what I mean? Elbowed you when nobody was looking. Just a pest. You just it was just an uncomfortable afternoon when you played against somebody like that. And that's 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 all part of the game. That's all part of the sportsmanship of the game. To to get under people's skin and, and noise them up. And a lot of times that it works against them as well because he ends up getting noised up as well. So, but. They're all different, but for me, Roof is probably the best striker at the club, and I would even start him that kind of wide right, kind of mm-hmm. wide right come come central striking option for me. Um, I think that what he brings to the to the team, 
with his movement and his intelligence um, is is brilliant. As I said, I don't think there's any other person in the, in, the, in the club that can do that as well as finishing. And so, fantastic player. Yeah, will he play them? I don't know. I, I don't think he'll play two strikers against Celtic. I think that he'd rather put a, a a proper midfielder in there for the the work rate, the tracking back, and getting a foot in rather than playing two out and out strikers. Um, so I would play him, but I don't think he will start. I think, like Wolf said, it'll be Alfie that will start. Wolf, on that, I think Fashion Sakala had a great game in the, the game at Ibrooks, but I don't think he was his free phone best at the weekend there. Um, do you think there's maybe going off the boil a bit, or again, does he start on Sunday as well? I think if Roof's fit and the choice of Roof or Sakala, Roof starts. That's what I think. As Mark says, it's not something you'd expect Michael be able to do, but I think he might he might do that and, and leave Sakala on the bench. Because uh, Roof's more likely to get you go. Having said that, Sakala has scored a few goals this season. Um that would be my that would be my my choice to play out there. But I just think with, with, with Sakala, Sakala struggles against teams he can't really get in behind. He'll get in behind Celtic because they will they will come and have a goal. They'll leave his space. They'll 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 set up like they did at Ibrox. They'll set up like Hearts did at Tynecastle. They'll get they'll they'll give us space because they'll have a goal. They'll fancy it. They'll want to do what they do to teams. They'll want to go in a couple of goals up at half time because they'll tire after an hour because that's that's just what they do under uh, under their, their current management team. So I think they'll they'll come out and try and try and knock us over early, which means we should be able to find space behind them. And that would be ideal for Sakala, but because Ruth's more clinical, I'd, I'd be start. I'd be starting Ruth, but I would understand if he didn't. We'll come back to who you're going to pick for a starting lineup uh, shortly. I just wanted to come back to this this Levy game. I felt uh, standouts were, were sort of hard to come by. I thought, um, but in particular, Rask in the middle of the park, and again Ben Davies. I thought he was phenomenal. Ben Davies. There was a one moment that the first half. Uh, we, we sort of left kind of one on one as Barisic was like tracking back. He's we left toe to it, just calmed the situation down. I thought he was he was a class act on, on Saturday. So, Mark, I'll come to you first. Ben Davies, just the impact he's had since joining, and, and is he getting better and better every game? I think so. I think that um, he's a very very calming influence, uh, not just in the team. I think in me as well. He's just got that kind of extrosa attitude that he's. It's um everything's easy him and and I love that especially in a in a centre half. A centre half should be cool, calm, and collective as far as I'm concerned, and and with that it gets you out of trouble. I think his positional play is brilliant. I think that he's he, he complements uh, Goldson. I think that we look balanced because we've got a left footer, and do you know what he can ping a ball as well. He's he's a decent passer of the ball as well. I think probably if I'm being a wee bit kind of picky. I think that probably he's no good enough in the air, although he wins his, still wins his fair share. But look, if he'd done everything well, it wouldn't be Rangers. Simple as that. It, it would be it would be gone for 80, 80, 90 million because he's English and he'd be doing south. So as I said, I can live I can live with that um, that he's not that great in the air for a big lad. But it does everything well as far as I'm concerned. But honourable mention Raskin. I've been really really impressed with Raskin. Uh, since he's come in, he's he's done really really well, um, and he looks a proper player. I think he's he's like for me the only way to describe him is like somebody's wound up Energizer Bunny and just let him go. <laughs> he's everywhere, isn't he? It's he? it's high tempo. He's he's all action, 
I just I, I think at this point is going to be an absolute superstar, and I think that uh, we will struggle to keep a hold of this boy. I think that a season to two seasons under his belt, and this boy's going for big, big bucks if he keeps going the way he's going. I know it's a wee bit premature to start spouting that, but you know what they say? Opinions are like assholes, and everybody's got one, and that's my opinion. You're selling him before we've even got to watch him. Um, no, listen, no, I, I, no. Think what you, what I just you, think that's how good he is. No, what you say is bang on. He was he was all over the, the middle of the park. I, I think, it's, to be noted as well, though, he's a class act. Like He's a good football player. Um, he, I thought he was really impressive. Interesting that he's playing this six, but apparently he's maybe this eight. So I don't know how that plays out moving forward into next season. But Wilf, just how good is this boy? Like like Mark says, you don't want to get too excited about him because we've had players, you know, come in and look absolutely brilliant for three or four games, and then nobody will kick their own ass for the rest of the Rangers' career. But he looks, I mean, he looks like a player. He the the short spells spells we've seen him. I don't think I've seen him waste a pass. He's always available. He, he buzzes about. He seems to be strong for a little guy. You know, he's he's direct. He can go forward. He can play a pass. He seems to have it all. And I mean, he 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 said after the game that give him another month, he'll be fully match fit and he'll be ready to go. Well, if this is only him, not not fully match fit, we've got an absolute star on our hands because he's. I mean, to me, he was the best player in the park on Saturday for me. You know, and that's him saying he's not he's not up to speed yet. So, uh, he's a he's a terrific player. And Mark Mark's right. If he goes the way we're thinking he's going to go, we'll we'll do very very well to hang on to him. However, we will make an absolute fortune of him. Fingers crossed we do make a fortune. You're absolutely right. That's why we're buying these kind of players. Just wanted to sort of finish up on the lovely stuff with the managers. We just delighted to get the three points. Uh, and as you say, Mark, got up the road. Um, he did talk in his presser about Jack, um, Lundstrom and Malik Tillman. Uh, hamstring uh, injury doubts, obviously, for Sunday. Um, and I, I don't think it's a card that he's playing to maybe trick the opposition. How, how huge a miss is Malik Tillman going to be on Sunday, Mark? I think Tillman's slowly and surely becoming one of our main men. I think he he's looking... Even even if you take the improvement that he made from the start of the season till Gio went, and then you take the improvement that he's made from Bill coming in onwards, has been nothing nothing short of amazing. Um, boy's got the talent in the world. Uh, a lot of people have kind of questions his, his, his work ethic and stuff like that. I'm not one for stats, but his, his, his interception stats are frightening. Um, somebody put it on, on Twitter about the top, um, I think it was the top 10 interception stats in Europe for under 25s or young young players, and he was like number four behind some big, big names. I saw that. So I think it's because of the, he's got this kind of looks as if it's like a lazy running style, but it's actually no, he's actually pretty pretty sharp on his feet. He's no slow by any stretch of imagination. And he gets in about it. And I think that um his his position's been slightly adjusted by uh, Beale to kind of almost play as a it's like a it's like almost like an attacking eight. It's a it's a kind of almost like a hybrid kind of midfielder come come ten if that makes sense. Um and I think he's thriving in that. And I think that um, under the coaching uh, ability, he's just getting better and better and better. But I think he's massive. I think that he will be a big miss. I think that he's starting to get to grips with the Scottish game. I think he's starting to get to grips with the with the um, the, the the rough and tumble as well. 
And I think he's just grown as a player and grown as a young man. Um, he's looking, he's looking better and better week in week out. And listen, he's scoring goals for midfield, which we've been screaming for for how long? So, I think he'll be massive. I think that if he he doesn't make it, I think he'll be a big miss for the weekend. Definitely be a big miss. The other two, well, Jack and Lundstrom, even if they were fit, they're not stealing Raskin's jersey, right? No, they're different, they're different players to, to Raskin. I think if the two of them are fit and you've got to choose one of them, you choose Jack over Lundstrom. Because Jack Jack's more defensive-minded than Lundstrom, and that's what we'll need against them, because they'll, as I said, they, they will have a go. Um, I don't think Lundstrom will make it. And to be, to be honest, the way he's been playing, he doesn't deserve to start the game anyway. The way his recent form has been before he went out injured. And certainly neither of the two of them start before Raskin. Absolutely not. Just to, just to finish up, well, a few roles at the game, and I wanted to talk about the, the Union Bears banner, and t- particularly the one about standards. Did you see that? I didn't from where I was standing. I was in light, I was level with them, so I couldn't see it. I have seen pictures of it, though. Yeah, what, what you sort of I, I, I have to say, I'm sort of neither here nor there in terms of support or pro against it, but I thought it was interesting to say the least. Um, you obviously on about you know, standards tell you that uh, judge, judge standards about the trophies you win, kind of thing. So I thought it was interesting to come for the, for the fan group themselves. What, what did you What did you think? I get where they were coming from, and they're right, we haven't won enough trophies, but choosing for me, was a complete own goal because that gives all our haters the opportunity to say, look, you're admitting yourself you're only 11 years old because that's what they keep hitting hitting us with after administration 11 years ago. You know? Um, so, the, the 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 choice of 11 years, I think, was wrong. I mean, you can, you can only really count it, for me, you can only really count it from when we came back into the top flight. So, you're talking, what, five, six years. And we're always going to be Week the first couple of years of that. I mean, since we came back in, we should have won. We should have won the treble the, the year we won the last league title. We should have won the treble that year. We got knocked out of two cups by, let's be honest, nobody. I mean, St. Mary's and Johnston. That's that's not acceptable. That's not good enough. We should have won three trophies. Then we should have strengthened that summer and gone on to at least post a challenge last year. You can't, you, know, you can't really look at the season before because it could cut short, but. But we're that far behind, we probably wouldn't have caught them. But we, we haven't won enough trophies. My my problem with what, with what they did was the the length that they've chosen. You know, as a as a marker for how long how long it's been that we've only won two trophies. Because as I say, it just gives just gives the haters all the ammunition they need to say, "Well, you admit it yourself. You're 11 years old." You know, which obviously we're not. But that's that's all they need. On on the on the subject of trophies, let's let's crank up the the ante a wee bit and set a march towards Sunday. Mark, we've obviously touched on Raskin there um, and and the impact he's had in the in the last two games, which I don't think have been our best. I must say under Bill. However, him and Cantwell looks like they're going to get thrown in at the deep end here, straight into a, an old firm cup final. Um, what impact do you, do you think they're going to have on Sunday and and as a whole moving forward here? I think there's going to be massive players for us. I really do. Um, I think that um, um, both players have been brought in for the long term. I think that um, the both of them seem to have hit the ground running, which has been a long time since we brought in players that have hit the ground, hit, hit the ground running. 
I think that uh, Cholak's the only one for a long time that's done that. So, um, I don't think it was expect. Well, for me personally, I was prepared to give both of them time uh, to settle in and stuff like that. But both of them look as if they've hit the ground running. And as I said, I think that we're going to be building a team run about these two young boys um, moving forward. So, I think they're massive. I think they're probably, let's face it, look, um, Cantwell, for a start, has played against a lot of big teams in England. I think that he's 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 went to Old Trafford. He's he's um, played against uh, Arsenal, Chelsea, um, Man City, and and to be fair, all these big games he's always done really well against them. I think he scored against the top five um, that that season that they were in the the Prem, and he was firing on all cylinders. So I think that I'm hoping that he's a big game player. It kind of looks that way. So. I'm hoping that he um, he brings himself up another couple of levels. Same again as well. You forget that both of these boys have not played a lot of football, and I think that both of them seem to be playing with a smile on their face. They're playing again for a big club. They're playing against big uh, big stadiums. They're playing with. Um, they're playing against a lot of amazing fans, and I think they're loving life at the minute. I think they're loving their football as well. And I think the two of them are going to be massive. But yes, these two boys will 110% be flung in at the deep end on Sunday. And I just hope that they take to it and uh, like like a fish to water and they go on and smash it. I really do. Mark, brilliant research, by the way, there on Cantwell. Love that. Um, well, so, okay. well, Cantwell on, on Saturday, I, I mean, the wee pirouette he does, loses the ball, but then he, he gets back, he wins it back, doesn't he? And I think it was one in the first half where he maybe slipped it through for Morelos. I thought he, I was sort of looking at that right behind. I thought he could have sort of took that and maybe tried to bend it in the top corner. Um, what's your thoughts on the boy? And, and, and can he have a major influence on this game on Sunday? Oh, he can definitely have a major influence on the game. I mean, he's got he's got the talent. As Mark says, he's played. He's, I mean, he's played in what what they say is the best league in Europe, uh, and he's played against the big teams and he scored against the big teams. You know, so big games don't. Don't don't seem to, don't seem to fear him. It will still take him time to learn that you don't get the time on the ball in Scotland that he probably that he probably likes and expects and is used to. I mean the pirouette that you talk about, he's done it every time we've seen him play. He's tried it and he's he's lost the ball because he just doesn't get the time. Somebody's somebody's nipping at his ankles to take the ball off him. But he'll but he'll learn that. That's all part of the learning process coming to a new league. Um and. I mean, the Scottish leagues are league like no other. It's a, a halfway league where all sorts of things happen that you don't expect. But I think I think they could be absolutely massive. Um, no, definitely. I mean, Ian, there's Ian Ross saying Cantwell won't start. I think he will start, but I'd, if he doesn't start, I've got to trust the manager's judgment. But he'll, he'll, they'll both certainly be involved in the game. For me, without any question, they'll definitely definitely be involved in the game, and they've both. Both Cantwell and Raskin, although the old firm's a game, a game like no other. It's probably something they've, they've never experienced because, I mean, Hamden's going to be ridiculous on Sunday, I think. It's going to be absolutely, it's going to be ferocious in there on Sunday. And that's even before the teams come out. So I hope neither of the two of them take stage fright because it'll be something that they've never experienced before. Hopefully they're, hopefully they're, they're you know, they revel in it. But they're, they're used to playing in big games. You know, I mean, Raskin played for a, a fairly big club in Belgium, and he'd have played in some in some big kind of derby games over there. So, 
Yeah, I think they'll, they'll both do okay. They will. They will both be. They will both be involved as long as they're fit. And I'll take that. Campbell, and I'll take that. Well, listen, it's the, it's the first League Cup final uh, between the two clubs since 2019. We all know how that one went. Um, is that going to be a driver for the guys that were involved in that one, Mark? Obviously, Morelos misses the penalty that day. Tav gets some stick for letting him take the penalty that day. Um, how, how, do, how much can you draw on that? Or do you just have to forget it, box it off and, and go again? I think that's you need to forget that. You need to box that off. That's no um, anything that should be anywhere near any of their minds. I think they need to go in here with the mindset of we're a better team than them, we're going to win. Um, anything less than that and there's something wrong. Um, this is ours to win. I think we need to just go and impose ourselves. I think if we go and impose ourselves on them, we win this game. I think that um, they're good when teams sit back because they come out 100 mile an hour and fly, fly at them and, and everything they do is fast. And don't get me wrong, they're decent going forward. Um, but that's their main strength. I think that the way to beat Celtic is to take it in their face. Don't give them a minute. Don't give them any time in the ball. I think we now have the legs in our midfield to be able to do that. I think that although Cantwell is very much a flair player, I think he gets in about it. I think he's no shy to run back. I think he's no shy. If, if I sat and watched him, um, the Partick Thistle game, and even although he, he, he got a big hook, he never stops. Anytime I've watched him, it, it never stops moving. And for me, that's a, a sign of a very, very good player. You watch the top players in the world and they are constantly in the move. They don't stand about. They don't get their hands in their hips. They move. They constantly move. Even if they're moving slowly, they're moving. So for me, I think that the legs that we've brought into this side, I think we're, we're in a far better place than we were even at New Year. And I think that we we're everybody plays to their potential. We spank them 100%. But as I said, you just need to, Wolf said as well there, you hope they don't get stage fright. I don't think they will. I've got faith that we've, we've recruited properly and I've got faith in the mentality of these two young boys as well. That paired with the, the other guys that know what the script is, I've been here and I've done it before. Nothing stopping us. There's nothing to fear here whatsoever off of them. Nothing to fear at all. And the fact that they're going to come at us plays into our hands because we've got a lot of good technical players that are in the middle of the partner and we've got legs to back that up as well. So for me, it's it's um, it's absolutely game on. I cannot wait. Well, listen, I'm going to put you in the spot, Mark. You're Michael Beale for the next couple of minutes. I want you to pick your team for Sunday and just tell us a bit why you'd pick that team and where you see the, the key battles in the pitch. So back four kind of picks itself, really, doesn't it? Um, McGregor, Tavernier, Golson, Davies, Barisic picks itself. Easy meet. Where we start getting into the problem is who's in our midfield? So for me, and this is my thinking in it. So for me, Raskins are chewing to be one of the holding two. Now, who do you put in? Do you put in Lundstrom? Do you put in Jack? Do you put in Kamara? Because Kamara done all right. He's done all right the last couple of games. Still giving away possession far too much for my liking, but he's improved and he's showed improvement, right? Still no anywhere near the Glenn Kamara that we know and love. But for me, if he's fit, Ryan Jack goes in there alongside Raskin. Purely to win that midfield battle. Raskin will go about like a terrier. 
and Ryan Jack with his his intelligence is able to cut off play and and make things happen. No, if Ryan Jack's no fit, I would put Lundstrom in there because Lundstrom's got legs. For me, Kamara's far too lackadaisical and getting caught in the ball far too much this whole season, really. Um, I think we've all been frustrated when I'm losing the ball, uh, which is something Kamara never, ever used to do, ever. Always retained the ball and always found a man, but this season, I'm interested. So, for me, the two holding midfielders will be Raskin. I'm saying holding midfielders, I'm just setting up the team. That's not how they're going to play, but Raskin and um, Jack. Then in front of them is going to be Tillman, Cantwell on the right, Kent on the left, and Morelos up front. Now Cantwell and uh, Kent are only going to just stand out on the left and stand out on the right. They're going to interchange, they're going to drop deep, they're going to stay quite central, and I think what they're going to do is stay quite central to let Tav and Barisic bomb up the park. With, with Especially with, um, with Raskin and um, uh, Ryan Jack. Ryan Jack's a master, and a lot of people maybe don't want to see this, but for me, Ryan Jack's the best in the business. See if Barisic goes, Ryan Jack will sit in and cover. Or if, if Tavernier goes, he'll, he'll drop deep and he'll cover. Sometimes you'll even see him dropping deep into the middle of the park, in between the two centre-halves. So he's very, very intelligent at that, and it's no an easy thing to do. That's something that's that's... Um, you can tell people to do it and tell people to do it, but having that positional sense and stuff like that is, is for me, something that's a God-given gift, um, no matter no matter what you say and how you how you try and train a player. So, for me, that gives them, the, the two wing-backs, a bit of freedom to get up the park. As I said, Cantwell, movement. Tillman will drop deep as well. Cantwell will come back and help, and and uh, we all know Kent can fire back and help as well. So, there's hundreds of legs in that middle of that park. And Alfie will do Alfie. So for me, that's the strongest team. For me, that's going to do some damage on Sunday. And I hope, hopefully, we uh, we've got another trophy and Tav Tav's uh, justifying him being in that Hall of Fame. No, listen, you've got me geared up for it. By the way, you've sold me heavy on Ryan Jack. He better be starting Sunday. Well, yourself, anything you would disagree with there? Anything you would change personally if you were in the dugout? Not not from what Mark's just picked. I mean, if Jack didn't make it, I'd put I'd put Kamara in instead of Lundstrom. But I mean, apart from that, no, I think he's absolutely nailed it. Uh, I don't think the starting eleven is going to be the problem. It's what we've got on the bench because they'll have a very strong bench because they've got a really strong squad. Uh, I mean, look at look at our bench on Saturday. You know, we had, it wasn't it wasn't the strongest it could have been. So hope, hopefully, hopefully Tillman and Jack do make it, and then we can have a bit of strength on the bench. You know, we can have. We can have Lundstrom, Kamara. Hopefully, you know, there's there's a chat that um, Arfield might, might make it. I'd love to have Scott Arfield on the bench because he's he's a fantastic substitute. You know, the the bench for me, Mark, I mean, say Mark's, Mark's, nailed, the, Mark's nailed the start in the 11 if, if all those players are fit. Absolutely nailed it. Bang on. It's it's the bench, it's the bench that worries me. You know, the, the strength we've got, we've got in there. My, my, my concern was sort of, well, say concern. Uh, it's it's the midfield battle, isn't it? Well, in every old firm game, I always think it's it's the midfield battle. You win the middle of the park nine times out of ten, you win the match. 
Um, and and their midfield has been has been good of late. I think the the boy uh, Hitati is getting a lot of praise in the media. I've not been watching the games of, of such, but I've seen that he's got a, a lot of praise, especially on Saturday. So, how do you how, what do you do? Do you go man for man? Do you play your own game? Well, how, how do you see that sort of panning out? You put you put Jack on McGregor, and their midfield just falls apart. I don't watch them either, but from what I hear about how they play, McGregor pulls all the strings. So you tell Ryan Jack to follow follow Callum McGregor all around the park. If he goes for a shit, sit beside him. Follow him all the way, all the way around the park. Don't don't let him pull the strings. Because if he's not spraying the ball about, nothing comes through their midfield. From what I've seen, which isn't which isn't a hell of a lot. I mean, I saw I saw the boy Hitati's goal against Aberdeen on Saturday. And there's four Aberdeen players around him and he walks past them all. You know what I mean? It, it was a de- it was a decent finish. But any half decent football over the funny start the way the way the challenges didn't come in. You know what I mean? It's I think the lad's decent. But the, every goal I've seen him score he's totally unchallenged. So just get somebody to nail him. Just get get Ben Davies just go in and just hit him hit him hard early, see what he's made of. Same with that Furahashi if he starts. You know, he's the type of, he's the type of player if you hit him hard early. He doesn't want to know he's no these guys I don't think about the battle for it. But don't get Mark started on these foreigners from the, the Far East because that could end up in all sorts of problems. No, let's let's not go there tonight. We've only got five minutes left to get <laughs> Wilfred comfortably into his bed. Um, no, I was just going to say that talk, talk, listening to you talk there, I think you've told me how important Ryan Jack's going to be in this football match. We need to have him fit for Sunday. Um, just just a touch on the, the Hamden pitch. It's always a massive, massive talking point. I've not seen it since the semi-final um, and it was dreadful on that occasion. Do we know if, it's, if they put anything into it? Is it going to be any better? What do you think it's going to a part that's going to play in, in this one, Mark? I hope they've got their finger out and sorted it. Um, I think that um, it's an absolute disgrace your national stadium. And to be fair, my opinion in the national stadiums abysmal. It's not a good place to go and watch a game of football. Um, see if you're like me and you're you're uh, quite challenged in the eyesight department. Then it's an absolute nightmare to try and see like that. You're going like somebody, what's going on? Who's that? Who's that? What's happening? Because you can't see nothing. It's a disgrace, absolute disgrace. Um, but back to the pitch. Pitch is unacceptable. I mean, it's not like they're playing week in, week out on that pitch. So um absolute disgrace. Hopefully I'm sure they said after the semis, I think they said that they would they would do something to rectify the pitch. Um so here's hoping. Who knows? I don't know. And and well, is it another one that you need to try and win in, in ninety minutes? Do you see it going the distance like the semi final, or you think it's one we can we can put to bed in in the ninety minutes? I can see you wincing there. <laughs> I really, really, really want us to win it in ninety minutes because the last three times we've been at Hamden, it's extra time. I mean, and it's I mean, Hamden's Hamden's horrific. We're in Hamden for that length of time, it's horrific. Adding an extra thirty minutes to it doesn't do anybody any favors. Let's just go out and win the game. Let's go out and win the game. Win the game well in ninety minutes. You know what I mean, let's just let's just stick it right in them. Get right in them from the start. Leave everything out. Leave everything out on the pitch. We don't play again the following weekend. Just leave everything out on the pitch. Screw there. Absolutely, just right in their faces and just fucking destroy them. I mean, Ian Ian F made a point there about the size of the hand the pitch. Hand the the pitch is exactly the same size as Ibrox. So there's no. There's no excuses about pitch geography or dimensions or any of that sort of nonsense. Pitches are exactly the same size. Handen looks bigger because there's loads of space around about it. As I said earlier, the place it'll be 
be white hot atmosphere on Saturday. Uh, Sunday, sorry. We we just need we just need to be up for it. Curry, you better be wrong. We really we really need to do this in ninety minutes because it's all very well saying we've got over the hand and who do we, we haven't really because we've got ninety minutes yet. We need to get. I mean, I mean, we're all over hearts like a rash in the Scottish Cup final. Took extra time. You know what I mean, semi final took extra time. We need, we just need to get into them. Just if it goes to extra time, we we win because they've got no legs. They, they they're on the race and they're on the race in the first hour. Goes to extra time, they'll they'll be out on their feet. So I have no qualms it goes to extra time as we're in the game. But let's just get it done in ninety minutes. Give the bears more time to celebrate. Give me time to get home at a decent hour. You know what I mean? Just ninety minutes, please, Rangers. As win it any win it any way you like, but just win the bloody thing. I think then we'll, we'll we'll leave it on that note, Wolf, because I know you are dying to get to your cot. Uh, just before we go, I do want to uh, go through the the, the week here. Um, is there any 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 women's shows this week, Wolf? Do we know? There isn't because the women are on an international break. They've got the Pinotar. They're, they're playing in that Pinotar Cup, so. Which is just as well because it would be on straight after us. And I'm catching a flight. I'm catching a flight to Germany from Edinburgh tomorrow morning. So I need to get some sleep. Oh, you've got your trip to to Union, right? Um, I'm going to Red Bull against Man City on Wednesday, and I'm still looking for tickets for Union Berlin and Ajax on Thursday. But I've got somebody working on it, so hopefully that will come through. Fingers crossed. So, so yeah. Uh, if you come back here on Thursday night, you'll see. Mark the Blue Laird again uh, and, the, and the, the member show. Friday night is the Celtic preview. Uh, and then obviously Sunday we've got cup final coverage before the match and after the match. So really, really looking forward to it. Big week for the club. Lads, tonight, fantastic. Uh, Sorry, the- Robert, Robert before, before you go also on Friday night, not to try and take any of the um, the viewers away from the live pod, if anybody is in the, in the Glasgow area and does fancy a game of football on Friday night, the ladies play that other lot. At, uh, at Airdrie on Friday, I think Mashing. it's a seven o'clock kickoff. So it was supposed to be on Sunday, but they moved it so there's not a fixture clash. So if you are up for a, a live football, and it's also it's also available on the usual BBC albums and all that sort of stuff. So not trying to steal any of any of our um, loyal loyal listeners, but I'm sure the team could do with the support. No, absolutely. Listen, uh, if you if you can get along to that one, get along. Gentlemen, thanks for your, your uh, company tonight. It's been a pleasure. Wolf, get to your bed. Mark, go and do some work. Uh, and we'll catch up with you another time, all right? Thanks very much. Cheers. No worries. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.